I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894. Straight to your phone, free, everyday, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. No one is going to force a crown upon your head. He's exceptional. I like the approach. He and I, I like the way he thinks, okay? And I like the frameworks that he's put together because they're cohesive. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Very concise, very specific. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. I like how it, you know, ties in sports with basically life and business. Very never disappointed. That's not weird. Gave me something really good. I love it. Yeah, very practical. He gives you the tools to put it together and implement. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. Work on your game. For all listeners of the show, I got to make sure you understand what the next step is and what the next level is in working with me in this work on your game universe that I've built. This podcast is not the last step. This is only the first step. The next step for you is to join me in my Bulletproof Mastermind and then my third day mastermind at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Let me tell you specifically what we work on. And those are both my group and my individual masterminds. First of all, we got to work on mindset. The biggest challenge that many people have, many of you who are listening right now, that is holding you back from the success and the outcomes that you want is not your tactics, is not the strategies you're using, is not a certain app or a certain process or any of that stuff that you think is the problem. The biggest challenge is your mindset because your mindset is what keeps you from seeing what you need to see and thusly doing what you need to do. And that's why you're not being who you need to be. So the biggest thing we work on in all of my mastermind programs, whether you're working in my group mastermind or my one-on-one is we got to work on your mindset and your mentality and your approach. Once we get that down as the foundation on top of that, then we're going to build the strategies. The strategies are what exactly do I do? How exactly do I do it? Then there's the accountability, not only the accountability for you and making sure you're getting things done, but also the accountability of the process, making sure that the process is an accurate formula that is actually getting you to the outcomes that you want so that we can measure the results and how far you're getting or how far away you are. Then there's the execution and making sure that you're doing the same things the same way every time, following the disciplines and following the processes. You can join my masterminds and start working with me directly. This is the very next step. If you're listening to this show and you're ready to go to the next level, the next step is to go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can join my group, Bulletproof Mastermind, or you can sign up for a call by clicking the link that says one-on-one coaching and sign up for a call with me. And we can talk about working one-on-one in my third day mastermind. That again is at workonyourgameuniversity.com to work with me directly. That is the next step here. Mindset, strategy, accountability, execution, work on your game university.com my next work on your game live event will be taking place may 5th and 6th 2022 and this is going to be a virtual event thursday and friday full day events and this is specifically for the thought leaders personal brand builders and entrepreneurs who want to build your brand build your business and you want to finally go full-time in your business to where you're at least making enough money to cover your expenses and pay your bills so that you can quit your job and do your thing, your entrepreneurial thing, full time. So this is specifically for those of you who are writing books, 
selling coaching, selling any type of training, you're selling courses, you're doing workshops, you're doing speaking gigs, live seminars, podcasting, and you want to start making a full-time income from that thing so you can stop doing all the other things and just do your thing full-time and you know the clock is ticking on you, this next Work On Your Game Live is the event for you. So I want you to go to workonyourgame.live. Notice that link, workonyourgame.live. And there you can see the details. This is going to be a two-day event where on day one, we're going to cover mindset and strategy. As you all know, the foundation of everything I do, we got to start with the mindset and the strategy so that you know you're working off of accurate formulas that actually work. What are you doing in entrepreneurship? What business are you actually in? What are your frameworks in place? Who are you trying to sell to? Who is your target client? What exactly are you giving them? We're going to cover all of that on day one in addition to more things. And on day two is application and execution. We're going to talk about putting together your offers. When you're putting yourself out there to the world, how do you put it out in such a way that gets people actually excited about buying what you're selling? How being prolific and putting your name and your brand and your mind and your ideas out there to the world is one of the biggest things you can do to make sure you're consistently generating new leads. In other words, new people who are knowing about what you're offering and excited about getting how to name your price any of you who's having challenges with pricing and money and getting money out of people i know exactly why you're having those challenges and we will solve them on day two of working your game live we're going to talk about the human capital you have in place meaning the tools and skills the intangibles that you have in place what you need to develop and what you need to go get from someone else we're going to talk codifying your knowledge how do you take the knowledge that is in your head get it on paper so to speak so that you can actually transfer it and sell it to other people in a systemic way we're going to talk about how you're making money because money is one of the biggest challenges for entrepreneurs here. And that's really one of the main outcomes that we want to get here is that you're making the kind of money that you want to make. You no longer have challenges with selling your products and you're no longer holding yourself back with your own negative money mindsets. All of that's going to be covered on day two with application and execution. So what I want you to do right now is go to workonyourgame.live. That's workonyourgame.live, L-I-V-E. Get your ticket for this two-day virtual event. That's a Thursday and a Friday. If you can't make it either day, we will have a replay available for everyone who has a ticket. That is going to be May 5th and 6th. I'm covering two full days, mindset and strategy on day one, application and execution on day two. This is specifically for the thought leaders, the brand builders, the coaches, the speakers, the book writers, the seminar deliverers, the speakers, all of you out there who want to make a full-time living from your intellectual property. That is the knowledge that is in your head. You want to turn into products and services that people can pay you for and you want to do it full-time, but you're not quite there yet. I'm going to help you get there. I know the formulas. I know the systems. I have the process. You join me at workonyourgame.live. I will see you in May and let's get to getting this money. Workonyourgame.live. You are now tuned in to the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve is yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together to a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called Work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to be an authority. How do you put yourself in a position of authority to where people are willing to listen to you and even to where people are looking towards you? They are coming to you when they have questions that they need answers for. They want someone who they know, like, and trust, who can tell them what they need to understand, what they need to, how they can basically make sense of whatever it is that's going on, not necessarily to tell them what to think, but maybe to help them with how to think and look at 
how to think about and look at a situation? How can you put yourself in a position of authority? This is specifically for those of you who want to be in a leadership position in anything, whether that is with other people, whether it is with your brand or business, it could even be in your own family and an organization that you're a part of. How can you be in authority? We'll get into that more in a moment. First, let me tell everyone that I send out a daily motivation text for free every single day to everyone who's in my text community. You want to be in it and get that daily motivation text every day. All you got to do is text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. Once you do that every day, you'll be getting that daily motivation straight to your phone. And it is as simple as that simple text. It's like you get from anybody else, but mine's going to be more valuable. Now, how to be an authority. First of all, let's define this word authority. It means the power to influence others, especially because of one's commanding manner or one's recognized knowledge about something. And the word authority comes from the Latin word, which the Latin word for authority, which means originator or promoter. That is where the word authority comes from, the person who starts something or promotes something. How can you put yourself in this position to be an authority? And I think all of us on some level, especially with whatever we're doing professionally, we want to be recognized as an authority because that means you're someone that people will listen to, someone that people trust, someone that when people have a question, when they have a challenge, when they're not quite sure what decision to make or how to make it, they're going to look at you for answers. They're going to look at you for guidance. If you would like to be that person, and by the way, I would suggest that you all look to be an authority at what you do, because when you're an authority, you have a certain cachet, you have a certain gravitas. You can trade on that authority to where you can tell people what to do, where to go, how to think about a certain thing, and they will listen to you and they will follow your direction until or unless you violate their trust because you have that position of authority. Any of you ever heard of an influencer on the internet? What is an influencer? An influencer is a person who has authority. They have authority because they have influence. They have influence and the influence leads to power. The influence means when they say do this, people will do it. And they say, hey, I'm getting all my home goods from Target. People will go and buy from Target. Why? Not because Target products are necessarily better, but because the person that they know, like, and trust, i.e. the influencer who has authority, is telling them to go do it, people will go do it. Why is this? Because human beings are wired. All of us, we are wired to follow leadership. We are wired to follow authority. We are wired to look for someone to tell us what to do. And if you tell people what to do and you have the proper authority behind your words, people will actually go and do what you tell them to do. So if you want to have this power, and hopefully you use it in a positive way, today we're going to talk about how to position yourself for such a role. Point number one, the topic once again today is how to be an authority. Number one thing to do to be an authority is to declare yourself as an authority. Yes, that's the first point. The number one thing you can do to be an authority is to declare yourself as one. This is the simplest way to get there. For the most part, in life, everyone, I'm going to let you in on an open secret. This is not a secret that's being hidden from you. Just one that maybe you never thought of because nobody ever told you. But that's why I'm here to tell you. No one is going to force a crown upon your head. No one's going to make you be a person of authority. No one's going to force you to be someone that everybody has to listen to. No one's going to make other people listen to you. It's pretty much impossible. You, if you want to be an authority, if you want to be a leader, if you want to be a person that people listen to, you must put the crown on your own head and then carry yourself as if it belonged there the entire time. This is the way that it works. Your brand message, as I told you about in episode 779, it starts with what you say about yourself and then everybody else picks up on your energy and they follow behind the precedent that you set. And that's even with yourself. You want other people to look at you as a leader. 
You got to see yourself as a leader, start carrying yourself as a leader, start talking like a leader. Then other people are going to pick up on that and say, OK, well, I guess this person's a leader and they're going to follow you. And this is not because they did any deep analysis of you. It's not because they did a background check on you. It's not because they formed a committee and you passed some certification course that proved you're someone who's worthy of being listened to. It's because you decided that you were going to take that position and other people decided to agree with you. That's it. And that agreement that they decide to have with you starts with what you say about yourself. Why is this? Is because people do not have time or the bandwidth or they don't have the willingness to do a deep analysis of every single person we come across because we don't have the time or space for that. We don't have the resources to really do a deep dive on every person we meet. So what we do is just go off of surface traits. Whatever we see on the surface of another person, we pretty much buy into that. And this is why they say you never get a second chance to make your first impression. The way you show up is the way people buy into you. A great book that I refer you to on this subject, for those of you who like to read, and hopefully that's all of you, is Paul Arden's book. It's called It Is Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Want to Be. The author's name, again, is Paul, P-A-U-L, Arden, A-R-D-E-N. And the book is called It's Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Want to Be. And the last I checked, the book was only available in physical print. So get the physical book, get it on Amazon, get it shipped to you. Paul passed away probably about... Man, maybe about 15, 16 years ago, but he has a couple of books. Is that one? He has another one called Whatever You Think, Think the Opposite. You should read both of those books, and they're both listed on my recommended reading list if you go to dreallday.com slash read, R-E-A-D. So make sure you check those books out because, again, it's the way that you show up that tells other people how to buy into you or how not to buy into you. Point number two, topic again today is how to be an authority. Number two, know more than your audience does. If you want to be an authority on any certain subject or in a certain space or you know, in a certain field, part of you being an authority is not just your level of confidence, but actually to go along with your level of confidence is because you have something that they don't have. Right? That's one reason why people are willing to listen to you is because there is some resource that you possess that they do not possess. So they listen to you so that they hopefully can get at least some of that resource from you that they otherwise don't have. Right? Why do your kids listen to you? Because you got some power and some knowledge and some experience that they ain't got. All right? Maybe you're the one who's paying their phone bill. Maybe you're the one who keeps the roof over their head and clothes on their back and food on their table. So they're willing to listen to you because you have some access that they don't have. You have some power that they don't have. This is the reason why people are willing to listen to you. When you're in the thought leadership space, why do people listen to you? Usually, those of you who listen to this show every day, one of the reasons you listen to this show is because I'm going to tell you something that maybe you didn't know at all. Maybe you something you hadn't thought about. Maybe something you have thought about, but maybe you haven't thought about consistently. Maybe something that you know, but you are not applying. Maybe something that you think about a lot, but you haven't thought about it from the angles at which I'm going to approach it. There's something I'm giving you here that you otherwise wouldn't get. That's one of the reasons why I have authority in your mind. Not necessarily when you have are an authority doesn't necessarily mean that you're better than another person. It just means that you're offering them something that they otherwise would not get. That is part of being an authority. So if you want to be an authority, you got to know something that your audience doesn't know. You got to have something that they don't have. All right? Why do your dogs listen to you? Because you're the one who accesses whether they get that dog food and they get that water. And if they need to relieve themselves, you're the one who's going to take them outside for a walk. Right? You offer them something that they can't get without you. If you don't have anything that another person needs you for, then you probably don't have any more authority. Right? Robert Greene talks about this in the 48 Laws of Power. You need some way to have someone dependent on you if you want to have any power with that person. And again, there's not necessarily any kind of negative or manipulative way or using people type of way. But if you don't have anything another person needs, then why do they need to listen to you? Well, that's a trick question. They don't. So 
to know more than your audience, which means you either need to get knowledge that they don't have or choose a space in which you have more knowledge than your audience, whoever it is that you're talking to. All right. Maybe it's not the people that you're talking to right now. It is hard to have authority with anyone if you don't know or have anything that that other person needs or wants. Can you think of any situation in life where you have authority with in the eyes of another person, but you don't have anything that they need and you don't have anything that they want? Well, why do they even need to listen to you? Why do they need you at all in their life if you don't offer anything that they're interested in? So you need to know something that your audience does not know so that you can help them. Again, doesn't mean you need to be better than them at everything or have more than them in every area. You just need to be better than them in the area in which they have needs, wants, and desires. To give you an example, let's take somebody like LeBron James, great athlete, big basketball player, one of the best players of all time. We have all heard how LeBron James, if you follow sports, you may have heard that LeBron James, according to his you know, the people around him, he invests over a million dollars a year in his body, whether that's through personal trainers, masseuses, whatever type of contraptions that he uses to help his body rest and recover from workouts, no personal trainers, nutrition, no travel. And I pretty much believe that you know, as much money as LeBron James earns from his salary and endorsements, et cetera, he can surely afford to invest a million dollars, probably more than that. Probably is, It's probably higher than that every year in his body and in his upkeep. And given that he's been performing at a very high level, at the highest level of his profession for damn near two decades, I agree, not even agree. I believe that he probably does invest at least a million dollars a year in his body because there is no other logical explanation for him to be able to do what he does on top of the fact that he's a genetic freak. Yes, he is a genetic freak, but there have been a lot of genetic freaks in the NBA and they haven't done what he's done for as long as he's done it. So I believe this. I'm telling you all that to say this. How many people in LeBron James's camp, if you think about it, if you think about all the masseuses that he has, whatever, whoever does his massages, whoever helps him stretch, whoever helps his body recover, whoever helps him if he has any trouble with his knees or his back or his shoulders or his ankles or his abs or whatever, whoever helps him lift weights, whoever helps him do his conditioning exercises in the off season, whoever makes his meals and takes care of his foods or whoever gives him the supplements that he puts in his body. You think about all the people that are around LeBron James, right? And that million dollars he's investing every year. Let me ask you a question. How many of those people do you think make more money per year than LeBron does? How many people you think in LeBron James's circle? I mean, the people who help him with his body specifically. I'm not talking about his business advisors or any of that stuff. Just the people who help him with his body because he's spending a million dollars a year. I don't think he's giving that whole million to just one person. It's probably split up among several people. How many of those people are making more money per year than LeBron himself is earning? I would guess zero. LeBron probably makes more money every year than everyone in his camp who helps him with his physical body. He probably makes more money than his chef. He makes more money than his personal trainers. He makes more money than his stretching guy, more money than his massage therapist, more money than his cardio person, more money than the person who rebounds for him when he's working on his jump shot, more money than I don't know, whatever other roles he has, his ankle guy, his back guy, his muscles guy or whatever other guys he has, he probably makes more money than every single one of those individuals. Yet, yet, each one of those people in that particular space has authority with LeBron because they know some things that LeBron James does not know. Now, how do I know that they know things that LeBron doesn't know? If I don't know LeBron, I'm not in his camp. I don't even know who these people are. I don't even know who, what roles he has filled. How am I able to say that with such confidence? I'm able to say that because here are the things that I do know. I do know that to be great at what you do as a professional, where you're competing against the best of the best in your field, doesn't matter what it is, you have to be wholly focused on doing that thing. 
So here's what I know to be true. And I can state this authoritatively that LeBron James, to be as good as he is at basketball, must be focused on doing his thing, which is playing basketball, what he does on the actual court, which means that LeBron James cannot also, while being an expert on the basketball court, he cannot also be an expert on lifting weights and food and stretching and no pliability of his muscles and nutrition and supplements and physical recovery from physical activity. He can't be an expert on all of those things and an expert on basketball at the same time. So what I do know is that he's an expert at basketball, which means it's impossible for him to also be an expert at any of those other things at the exact same time concurrently. He can't be. It is impossible. I know this from my expertise in my areas of professionalism that he cannot do more than one at once. Okay. Which means for him to be as good as he is for as long as he's been good, he has to have people around him who are experts on those other things that are necessary. And my knowledge of the sports world of physical activity, I know he has to have people around him helping him do that because I had people around me helping me do things like that when I was an athlete, which means those people had to be really, really good at what they do, which means guaranteed they know more about those specific areas than LeBron does. In other words, LeBron's chef knows more about nutrition and diet than LeBron does. LeBron's personal trainer knows more about the more about the muscles and kinesiology than LeBron knows. So LeBron didn't even go to college, right? LeBron's supplements person, if he has one, knows more about supplements than LeBron knows about supplements. LeBron's stretching person knows more about the movement of the body than LeBron James knows about the movement of the body. And it's LeBron's trust in these people that allows him to respect their authority. So when they say you need to do it this way, he listens to them. And with all of them working in unison and working in synergy, it's a mastermind, basically, partnership between him and all these people. He's able to perform at that high level and his investments pay him back to where he can invest a million, two million, five million a year in his body. But he's making, I don't know, you can go Google how much he earns every year between his salary and endorsements is a lot more than five million. It's a multiple of that number. So it makes good sense. It's a good business move for him to do what he does. Everybody understand what I just broke down? If you don't, just rewind the last three minutes and listen to it all over again. So it's hard to have authority with someone if you don't know or have anything that they need or want. But he's just an example. But you could take somebody like Richard Branson. You can take Tony Robbins. You can take Warren Buffett. You can take Beyonce. I'm just naming famous people because those are people that all of you would know. Person doesn't have to be famous. But anyone who is around that person is helping them do something that they would not or could not do on their own for them to stay at the high level that they're at. So what are you bringing to the table as an authority with your particular audience? Again, you don't have to be an authority to everybody in the world. You just got to be an authority to the people that you're working with. You don't have to know more than everybody. You just got to know more than the people that you're talking to. That's what makes you an authority. To give you an example, in the 2012 Olympics, Summer Olympics, Team USA, the Olympics were in, in London this year, and Kobe Bryant was on the team. And at this point, Kobe was like an elder statesman of the NBA. He was in his, probably in his early 30s, and he was older than most of the players on Team USA, the basketball team. And during one of the press availability periods, Kobe was talking to, of course, you have all these reporters from all over the world. And one of the reporters said to Kobe, hey, you're playing with all these other great players. I know you're the oldest player on the team, Kobe, but you're playing with all these other players who are really good too. Do you think you can learn anything from any of your teammates on Team USA? And Kobe's answer was no. And that was his answer was no. And the reporter said, well, what are you saying, Kobe? Are you saying that you know everything? And Kobe said, no, I don't know everything, but I know more than they do. And this is driving home the exact point that I'm making. The reason Kobe could say that is because he knew more than the audience that he was dealing with, which was those players on Team USA. And frankly, he was right about it. 
Now, most people wouldn't say it out loud like Kobe did, but that's one of the reasons why Kobe was Kobe. He had the authority and he was willing to say it out loud. He had the confidence to do so. So think about that for yourself. If any of you ever saw the movie, Catch Me If You Can, where Leonardo DiCaprio was the lead, he was playing the role. It was based on a true story of a guy named Frank Abagnale, who was just a, a serial impersonator. I don't know why Frank got into this world, but if you watch the movie, he explains it where he would basically go around impersonating people. He would impersonate to make money. He would impersonate to do all kinds of things. But for one period in the movie, Frank impersonated a college professor. Why he did this, I have no idea. Or what, what he gained from it, I don't know. This is just what he did. And Frank would go watch the movie. You see it for yourself. He impersonated a college professor for an entire semester. And when he finally got caught by authorities, because he had done some things, some illegal things, he finally got caught. And the authorities asked him, wait, how is it possible that you were able to impersonate a college professor for an entire semester? I could see impersonating a bank manager to make money. I, that logically makes sense why somebody would do it if they want to rob a bank and make money. But why impersonate a college professor? And how could you do it? You're not a college professor. How could you even pull that off? And Frank's answer was very simple. He said, well, easy. All I did was read one chapter ahead of the students in the classroom. And this is, again, driving home the point. As long as you know more than the audience that you're talking to, you have authority. So every day he knew a little bit more than the students, which gave him a position of authority. Now, if he fell behind, then he would lose his authority. You can lose it that quickly. So it's exactly what you need to be doing. Just knowing more than whoever it is that you're talking to. So why this point is valuable is because you don't need, again, you don't need to be the best in the world or the smartest or the most accomplished at what you do. You just need to be better than whoever it is that you wish to serve. So if you played college basketball, you might not be able to teach so much to the pros because they're ahead of you. They know more than you do. But if you want to be a basketball trainer, all you got to do is go find a different audience. Don't try to teach guys who are in the NBA because they look at you like, what can you tell me? But if you go work with some high school kids, you know a lot more than they do because you've been somewhere that they haven't been yet. So this is all about what in the marketing world we call this positioning. Again, you don't have to be necessarily better than everybody. You just got to be better than whoever it is that you're helping. And you got to position yourself or your product or offering as something that can help the person who you are trying to serve. Not everybody in the world. Your audience is not everybody. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to be an authority. You must be on the record. This is the third thing you got to do. Go on the record. What I'm doing right here on this show is I'm going on the record. Every day when I talk about certain subjects, when I tell you how I feel about leadership, when I tell you here are my ideas about confidence, when I tell you here's how you build an audience, when I tell you here's how you market yourself, when I tell you here's how I feel about the COVID jabs and mandates, here's how I feel about the wokeness, here's how I feel about social justice. What am I doing? I'm going on the record. I'm recording this. I'm putting it out to the world. You can download it. You can save it. You can bookmark it. You can take anything I said and try to use it against me in the future. I'm going on the record to where I can't backtrack and say that I didn't say something because I'm giving you the digital receipt that I'm saying it. All right. That is going on the record. If you want to be an authority, you must be on the record. If you look at it, the word author, which comes from the word authority, no author, like the person who writes a book. What is an author? An author is an authority for one simple reason. Why is this? Let me ask you, if you don't know what I'm going to say, if you just had to answer that question, why is an author an authority? What is it about them that makes them an authority? It is not because what they wrote is so great. If you're watching this on video, you see a bunch of my books behind me on this bookshelf. It's not because any of these books is so amazing. I mean, subjectively, I think they're amazing, but hey, you might not. Maybe you never read any of my books. It's not the fact that what's inside the book is so great that makes me an authority. What makes me an authority is the fact that I wrote the book in the first place. Why does that make me an authority? Even without you reading the book, you know that I'm an authority just because I have the book. 
And why is that? Is because I was willing to go on the record with what I thought. That makes me an authority. That makes me more of an authority, a hundred times more of an authority than someone who thinks something, but they haven't written it down, they haven't published it, and they haven't put it out there to be scrutinized by the world. Just putting it out makes you an authority. And I hope some of you who are uh, budding thought leaders are really paying attention to what I'm saying right here, because I just gave you a huge, a, in the words of DJ Khaled, a major key to making yourself an authority is you must be published. You can't just be talking to your friends in a text chat or just talking on the phone to somebody or just have a bunch of ideas that you keep to yourself or writing your diary that you never put out to the world and think that you're an authority because you got some great ideas. Maybe you do have great ideas, but if you're not putting it out to the world to be scrutinized and not publishing it, then you're not an authority. You're not an authority till you put it out. You got it? It doesn't matter how good it is. Just the fact that you put it out. I mean, the fact that it's good can help, but just putting it out alone makes you eligible for a position of authority. You're an authority at the moment that you go on the record with your points of view, and you're not an authority until you go on the record. I am an authority on the subjects that I talk about because I talk about them on the record and I publish them for anyone, including you, to see, dissect and hold against me if you want to. I'm going to stand on and defend anything I've ever published if you want to challenge it. That's why I'm an authority. I'm willing to do those things. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to even think that what I'm talking about is of any use or any value whatsoever. But the fact that I published it makes me an authority. And I'm telling you that to tell you that you can do the exact same thing. People do not have to like you or agree with you. But the fact that you're there puts you in a position of authority. Point number four topic once again today is how to be an authority. Number four, you must work on your mindset. This is a very important thing because everything that I've talked about here, I mean, this could be the first point. I could do a whole episode just on this point number four. Authority is not about you being certified by some organizational group, some assholes who want to give you a certificate that says, okay, now you're certified to go talk about this and that. And something like the professional speaking world, they have what do they call it? Certified speaking professionals. And even Toastmasters, where I told you I was a president for some time, they have certifications that they give people. I don't give a damn about their certifications. What the hell do I care? What if they think I'm an authority on a subject? I don't need anyone to okay me or to confirm that I am certified to do something. As long as I put myself out there and say that I'm qualified to do it and someone's willing to pay me for it, then we're done. I don't need anybody else's okay. I don't need any paperwork. I don't need to pay anybody for a license or anything for me to do the thing that I'm doing. Now, there are some businesses where you have to have a license, but you understand that the spirit of what I'm saying here, right? You don't need any organizational asshole telling you that you're qualified or not qualified to talk about or sell X, unless it's a governmental, like a, a city licensing documentation you got to have. Like you got to have a, a license to operate some type of business out of your home or something like that. Authority in this sense, what we're talking about here today is about self-belief and your projection of that self-belief. Again, this could be the first point or the entire episode of the show right here. Just this idea. Authority is about how you show up and how you carry yourself and a level of confidence you have in yourself, which will have other people having confidence in you and being willing to listen to you. So here's a secret about sales in any form, any form of selling. doesn't matter what you're selling. Your customers and clients believe belief in you as a person is more important than their actual objective valuing of the thing that you're offering. This is really important here. So I'm going to say it again. The belief that your customers, your audience, your prospects, your clients, the belief that they have in you as a person is more important than how they objectively value the offering or the product or the service that you're selling to them. If they don't believe in you as a person, you can have the best product in the world. They ain't buying it. If they do believe in you as a person, you can have a mediocre product and they'll buy it. 
This is how it works. Too many salespeople, especially entrepreneurs who create and sell their own products, especially when you sell your own products, people get so focused on how good their product is and why they think other people should believe in the product when people are not buying the product. They're buying you or they're not buying you. If your product is not selling, it's not because there's something wrong with your product. It's because people don't believe you. It doesn't mean something's wrong with you. People just don't believe you. They don't trust you. They do not respect your authority or lack thereof. And that's why they're not buying from you. And when people respect your authority, it doesn't really matter what you're selling. This is why a former athlete who's still famous can be selling some product that has nothing to do with the sport that they play. They could be doing some advertisement for some product that has nothing to do with what they did for a living. And people go buy that product. Why? Because of the authority and the respect that that person's name brings with it. All right. This is why you get somebody like William Shatner working for like Priceline, right? Those Priceline commercials, I don't know if they even still exist. Or you get somebody like George Foreman. How many of you own or have owned a George Foreman grill? All right. George Foreman was a boxer. Uh, what does boxing have to do with a grill? A, little, a cheap little grill that costs, how much does that George Foreman grill cost? $60? All right. What's George Foreman had to do with that? All right. Why did that grill sell so much with George Foreman's name on it? Because a lot of y'all don't know that grill was out for years before George Foreman put his name on it. But then it started selling more when he put his name on it. Why is that? Of course, it was very smart marketing, but also because George Foreman's name brought a certain level of authority with it. Why does Michael Jordan sell things like underwear and batteries and hot dogs? Michael Jordan was a basketball player. What does any of those things have to do with his ability to dunk a basketball? Nothing. But his authority helped sell those products. Why does Michael Jordan's sneakers still sell so much these days? He don't even play basketball anymore. He ain't played in 25 years, 20 years. Why does his sneaker sell so much? And most of the people who wear his sneakers ain't even basketball players. Most people wear his sneakers walking around doing nothing, taking pictures on Instagram. Why do his sneakers sell so much? Because of the authority that comes with his name. It's the same thing for you. And you don't have to be famous. If your stuff is not selling, it is not the stuff that needs to be fixed. It is the relationship that you have with your audience. If they do not believe you and they are not confident in you, they will not buy from you. Everybody follow what I just said. Rewind this and listen to it again. On the other hand, Again, as I said, if your offer is amazing, they don't believe you. They're not hearing anything that you said. This is all human psychology, folks. And people make decisions based on psychology much more than they make decisions based on any type of real you know, reasoning and detailed analysis of anything. First step in utilizing human psychology to your personal benefit is mastering your inner psychology. You can't use other people's psychology to your benefit until you master your own psychology. And when you get that down, then you can deal with other people. And you want help with that, then I would suggest, first of all, you be getting my daily motivation text. So at least you get some basic foundational stuff to get, keep you on point every day. But then you need to join my mastermind, which is the next step after reading these books you see behind me to where we can really work on your mindset and get you in a space you need to be in. So let's recap today's class first, and I'll tell you about that in a second. Today's topic, once again, is how to be an authority, meaning the power to influence others, especially because of your commanding manner or your recognized knowledge about something. Number one, declare yourself an authority. Number one thing you can do to make yourself someone who needs to be listened to is to declare yourself as someone who needs to be listened to. I told you about this in episode 779. Your brand message starts with what you say about yourself, not what other people say about you. Number two, no more than your audience. All right, if you want people to respect your authority, you must have or know something that other people need or want. If you don't have anything other people need or want, they have no reason to listen to you. Number three, go on the record. If you want to be an authority, you must be on the record saying things that you say, believing the things that you believe. You can't just be holding it in in your own mind and thinking that you're a genius, but you didn't put it out to the world. You got to put yourself out there like we talk about at the beginning of every episode, putting yourself out there boldly and authentically to where you can be seen, heard, known, discussed, attacked, 
criticized. If you're not willing to put yourself out there like that, especially in the thought leadership space, you are unqualified to be an authority. Publishing makes you an authority. And number four, work on your mindset. Authority is not about you being certified by some organization or someone giving you some documentation that says now you're qualified to talk about thing X. The secret about sales, no matter what you're selling, your customers and clients, their belief in you as a person is much more important than their belief in your product or service. If they believe in you, they will buy anything that you sell. And if they do not believe in you, if they do not trust you, if they do not think that you are actually an authority, your product can be amazing and they ain't buying it. Why? Because they don't believe you. People buy people. They do not buy things. We do not buy ideas. We buy the person who is offering the thing or the idea. So a person with a whole lot of trust to sell a shitty product, that product will sell, at least for a little while, because of the trust that person brings with them. And no trust, you ain't selling anything. All this said, two things. Number one, get my daily motivation text every single day straight to your phone by texting me at 305-384-6894. Number two, join my Bulletproof Mastermind. That is where you go to the next level after the books, next level after this show, where I do a live training every single week where we are going to simplify the complex ideas that you've been, or complex challenges you've been dealing with. We're going to get straight to the point, no bullshit about getting into the things that are going to help you grow personally and professionally because I mastered getting a message that goes right in between that space between your personal growth and your business growth because you need both to work together. You cannot grow personally and not grow a business. You cannot grow a business without growing personally. You need both at the same time. And you get to network with a community of handpicked professionals who are serious about their game, just as serious as you are. All of that is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I have a text message line now where every single day from my number, I am sending out a text to everyone in my community with a daily motivation message to keep you sharp, focused and on point to get started and be energized for your day. If you want to receive my daily motivation text, just send a quick text right now to say hello to this number 305-384-6894. Again, 305-384-6894. Get my daily motivation text straight to your phone free of charge. 305-384-6894.